Now more than ever, people are focused on getting and staying healthy. Much more than primary care, PartnerMD provides affordable, individualized concierge care to help you make the most of your health without all the hassles of traditional health care. With highly trained physicians, medically advanced testing, and virtually no waiting, PartnerMD is better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com to learn more. Hello, listeners. This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you uh, from the Keys, from the, the temperate. It's cool and temperate Keys right now. We are we're having uh, some of the mildest weather, dry, low temperature. I'm not going to talk about the weather too much, but people have, I mentioned this when people have been down here for a while, <clears throat> they really don't reacclimate well to cooler weather. They're so used to the warm weather, but it's so nice to open up the the windows, get a, just natural air flowing through. Well, we are in the home stretch for the Christmas season. I think I finished up everything I had to do. I had to purchase a couple more things, personal items for my my uh, gift gift recipients, and some menu items. And it was relatively painless. <clears throat> I expected long lines where I was going. It was a little crowded in one of the stores, but I went to pick up a lobster tail with the trees, and it was, it was, it was a couple minutes late. And I did last week out at the gym before Christmas because we were clo- it's closed on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, obviously. And obviously, well, that's not always the case, some places, right? So I imagine there's some gyms open. Uh, Across across the country, but here it's out, and it's liberating. Once it's closed, and that's where I do my workout. I'm not going to work out those two days, so it gives frees up more time, more time to do things like this podcast. And this particular uh, episode, I'm going to talk about. It's called the Philadelphia Salute, and it's an episode a friend of mine. Mark Rosenbaum in Philadelphia posted a picture from the Eagles Tuesday night game against the Washington football team. The Eagles won. But what it is is a group of guys, I think think I'll probably post the picture as a cover for the episode. And you see these guys kind of celebrating and the one guy in the middle is just giving a double bird salute and it made me homesick for Philadelphia because not all that, you know, someone that does something like that, it's not just a mean spirited double bird. When someone gives you the double bird, sometimes it's, it's almost negates it. It's almost like, Hey, we did it. There you go. Like that. I don't, I don't take it too seriously The one depending on the intent behind it. Someone flipping me the bird, giving me the F-U sign, is more, I've told you, extreme with the one. Just the one holding it up. 
But when they do the two, it's almost like, hey, you made it full circle. Almost like, yay, hooray, we did it. And people just read it the wrong way. So I reposted it and some people uh, said, oh, what do you want to go back to throwing batteries at people? No, we're not about that. We're not about that. You know, Philadelphia has a bad reputation when it comes to fans. And it goes back years, around 50 years, with uh, snowballs and almost 50 years, maybe 45. It's in the 70s. They have a battery. Why would the hell would you give batteries to people in a stadium? Jeez, that's just getting hit, hit by a, a battery from that elevation. I went like a hundred feet up, throwing it down. It's just got to be, oh, it's got to be painful. And it's only a group of people doing it, a small group of people, a group. And the whole stadium's a group of people, but I'm just saying it's subset. Not everyone does it. But why would, uh, that's the worst part of it. But on the flip side, a lot of people revel in the bad reputation and cultivate. A reputation, being a badass, a jerk off, a drunk. You know, there are, it's almost the, it's not, it's nonsensical to have, to want a bad reputation. Having a bad reputation, if you're a bouncer, is good maybe. Or a hitman, or a mafia don. Say, oh, they kill a lot of people. Say, oh, well, don't mess with that guy. It's a bad. That's a bad reputation. Yeah, but that may help for. But generally, for the general public, having a bad reputation does not enhance your quality of life. Unless your quality of life is enhanced by you being ostracized and left, you know, the stereotypical person that wants to be left alone and say, listen, I like having a reputation. I I'm not a mean person. I just don't like interacting with people. I can understand that. But the, by and large, people that cultivate these reputations and talk about themselves. In that, well, I've had several guys come to the bar and they are in advanced, they're advanced ages. Or time hasn't been, they could be my age. But their condition has not, is not, does not belie their age. They just didn't take care of themselves. And they come in and they're nice to me. And sometimes they're a little abrupt. But, you know, I just take it because what are, you, what are these guys going to do? The kind of little... De- they're showing signs of decrepitude. And then you just, you know, you talk to them and you know they're a nice guy. And then all of a sudden they start reminding you what they used to be like. One particular guy was... You know, he turned out to be a a person, a stool pigeon. People call a rat. Rat his friends out for drugs, uh, drug trafficking, and uh, put his friends away. And he got off with a relatively, I don't know if he got off with a light sentence or got off scot-free. But he couldn't come back to town for a while. Now he's hanging out. He comes to our comes to our place he hangs out at my bar probably because he knows I don't let uh, too many things go on there kind of so and and he talks about how he used to 
B and all that stuff, and he's kind of proud of it. Another guy, he has a seemingly more health problems, would talk about how he used to treat people before, where he would be rude, obnoxious, entitled. The way they said they actually walked into a, uh, the bar was closed and there was a guy cleaning up in there and they, him and his uh, bike club, I think that's what he's just saying, decided they wanted to have oysters and drinks. So they went in and started helping themselves. And they were, you know, they said they paid for it and stuff like that, but they just went ahead and did it. And he was proud of that. And I said, well, that's, that's great, but I mean, it's hard to it's hard to understand when people's telling you something they think that will enhance their reputation, actually kind of detracts from it, and it says, you know, normally when someone does something that's not doesn't reflect bad on them, they don't try to promote it as a asset or a quality that would endear them to you. You can say, oh, so if you were healthy, you would try to do that to me. And once, hence again, I have to say, try. Because as the years gone by, I I usually have a little less patience for that type of behavior. I didn't have much beha- patience for it before. When I was younger, I used to let it slide sometimes. I don't know if I was fearful or just, what would you call one of those people? I was complicit. But I'm not, I'm not, I don't talk about my bad behavior as a badge of honor. If I did something poorly, I had a reputation at one time of being a drunk, a womanizer. Not a serious bad actor, I wasn't violent, but there were things I wasn't very proud of my activities. And I don't recite them. If I had to recite them, it would be like people saying, oh, he's such a nice guy. And I'd say, well, I wasn't always. And I'm not, I'm not proud of that. But it's, I say it to bring some of these guys in and say, hey, listen. You don't have to be ashamed of yourself. You can just forgive yourself, move on, but don't use it as you know, a medal. Like you're one of those Soviet-era generals with... The fucking all the the one side of their or both sides of their suit have just medals on it, and you said there's no way in hell this guy acquired all these medals from doing anything other than being an ass kisser. So I'm not saying you should need to be ashamed of your past, but don't you don't have to wear it as a a cloak to say, hey, look at me. I used to be a real big asshole. Or I'm still an asshole. Or I aspire to be an asshole. It's just not there. What brings us about the conversation is recently I had a couple come in. They called me at work. They asked what the owner was in. I said, yeah, she's in. She'll be here all day. She says, we'd like to talk to her. And I said, Okay. And I thought it was about a party and things like that. So they come in. And I've known this couple for over 12 years. They're seniors. Uh, seniors, And I don't know if they're snowbirds or not. I, I, had, I was acquaintance. We were friendly acquaintances. 
But a lot of times they had a very entitled act about them when they came in, like they were regulars. And they used to come in once a month. I wouldn't call that a regular. You have to come in a little more frequently if you live down here to be a regular. We have regulars that are snowbirds that come in, and they're there a lot. I probably call them a regular when they're here for like three, four months. Because when they're here for three, four months, they're infrequently. These people, not so much. And they come in, and he asks things. He felt like getting, they needed to get some things comped. They were very uh, particular about, and I don't blame people for being particular, but they, they didn't really care if you were busy or not. They needed attention, and they needed to be treated special. And I don't, I try to, from people, I have people that are big tippers and people are small tippers. I try to treat them generally like they're all the same. It depends on how nice they are. If they're nice, I'm a little bit closer to them. If they're not, not so much. And these people just never developed that niceness thing where they thought about you or when they walked. You never got the impression that they they were concerned about how you were doing and things like that. And they were from my general region where I grew up. Well, as it turns out, they come in frequently and they always, the guy always asks for anisette and things that people rarely cover, you know, carry anymore. Sambuca, and is that we used to have Sambuca, but rarely people ask for Sambuca anymore. It used to be a thing up where I'm from, but they'd have it with oysters and things like that. I understand. People say, why don't you get it? Why don't you get it? We like it. And I said, well, you come in like, you might come in six times a year. So that, you might. Sometimes, some years I see you twice. So it turns out they're not the biggest tippers. They talk a big game and stuff like that, but I didn't really bother me. So they were here one time and through a clerical error, the way... Um, the where we don't have a POS system, so one of our one of the staff, the managers, puts in the tips into our credit card machine, and one, their tip was uh, a certain amount, and it came out to be three dollars more. And they had ch- and it had just happened, so they had called. What they do is they had called their, uh, I guess they were checking online, and they saw that there was a claim for $3 more on, on their tip. And they, gener- they, they decided with their extra time as retirees to go come to my place work and tell the employer that they have a big problem. And as it turned out, they were accusing me of altering the tip. And there were several things wrong with it. First of all, who, who would alter $3? And second of all, it wasn't because they have a copy of it. So seven. The person that put it in, put it in his 10. And the person that put it in wasn't me. It's never me. I don't put in the, I never put in the tips at that place of work. And I'm not saying I haven't done it before, made a mistake. You know, typos happen. And the $3 one would be, sound like a typo to me. 
because who would go, why would you, for several reasons, why would you risk something for such a low reward? So right before Christmas, they decided to come in and instead of talking to me, decided to talk to the employer. Now, you have to question their intent. They could say, hey, Jim, I've known you for years. I've known you longer than I've known your employer, but I figure you'd been a benefit of the doubt. You know, I put a tip in and it was $3 more. And it's, oh, okay, well, uh, yeah, obviously there was a mistake that was made and I don't know where that happened, but I've never changed a tip line myself ever. I've never corrected one. I've never seen if it was written poorly. I just said, listen, whoever's putting it in is going to have to interpret the way they're going to interpret it. So I'm thinking, well, I mean, obviously you were coming in to cause an issue for, for someone. And you may say, oh, my God, this person's a criminal. And, and you know what? If there was an intent made to alter something by $3, yes, it would be. But where where would the benefit be for that? How would, how would someone do something like that and seek in, in such a small way? I don't, I don't know. And, the, and at first I was angry. The owner said, don't say anything to him and all that stuff. And I said, okay, I won't. I won't say anything. And then I started feeling sad. And I didn't feel sad for myself. I felt sad for them. That they went out together. They waited a half hour to talk to the owner who talked to him, and then the owner talked to me and said, oh, listen, this had to be so-and-so. They were putting in, they, they put in the, the tip, but I'm sure it was, a, they, the person that put it in isn't the person that receiving the tip, so I'm sure they didn't. And, I, and they said, yes, and it's $3, so why would someone do that for $3? Unless they do it to all of them. Which you would catch. So I felt, in the end, in the, in the end, even though they were, they weren't trying to sully my reputation out of intent to sully my reputation, they just did it thoughtlessly. They had extra time, and they went and did it. Did not speak to me, and when they, which could have resulted in the right, in the proper situation, if if a mistake was made and I was inputting it which could have resulted at another place by a less uh, savvy owner say, hey, you know what? We don't, we don't like this. We're going to fire you for that. Right on the 22nd of December. I mean, you have to be a special kind of lonely, sad, empty life that that's what you're going to do. And if it was a, if it was one of those things, I would have uh, and, and 
if it had been a mistake, or he'd just say, well, here's $3, sorry I made the mistake. But it wasn't that. And it wasn't approached. And they, and I am absolutely sure, I am absolutely sure, these people are going to attempt to come back and sit in my bar again. And if they do, it's almost like you're clueless. You have no idea the relationship I have with the people I work with. An Italian. But they may know enough of me. If they if they do come back, then they... Who, who knows? Who knows what's going through their head? But for the life of me, for the life of me, I don't get the small time stuff. I get the big time stuff where someone goes and flips out because you might not be as respectful as you can be. And I have been times tired out where I haven't been as respectful. I've been under stress and things like that. I may not be my best. And sometimes the guests aren't at their best because they may have partaken in a few libations. I just felt kind of sad for that. And then I felt better at the end. I let go of the end. I did talk a lot and say, hey, you, you might, as a listener, you might say, hey, Jim, it seemed that bothered you. Oh, it kind of bothered me that I used to think these people were just somewhat self-centered and, you know, just go and do their thing and not really be concerned. But then they went out of their way to the right and imagined wrong. And I've had it before. Where things were put in incorrectly. I have to check. This is not true. I did not get that. I got charged twice. And people happen sometimes with with uh, credit cards. So people Sometimes people could be go to, let's say they have a meal and there was a $46 charge. And all of a sudden there's another $46 charge. And in some cases, yes, there was some wrongdoing done. In some cases, it's just a clerical error. And there's clerical errors all the time. There's like bank accounts. I shut down a bank account because there was a small charge on it. There was a small withdrawal make from a bank account over months. And I had, it was a dormant account for about six months and then finally got overdrawn. And eventually after two weeks, they say, hey, listen, your account's been overdrawn. I said, I haven't used that account in a long time. And it was for uh, something I thought I had canceled. And I called up the company. I said, listen, I had canceled that. And they said, well, I'm sorry. You know, I record it. I said, I have an email for it. And they go like this. And I said, well, you're going to have to do this, 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 and this. And I go, wow. I go, in order to address, I I send the email address. I say, listen, um, do what you can. This is what I'm willing to do in order to recover $45. This is the amount of time. And he said, well, we hope he doesn't sell it. Yeah, it's on our you know, product or services or what we offer. And I go, um, I'm not going to use it again because I realize that if I ever get caught in a situation again, that I might have to uh, spend this amount of time to recover that. And they go, oh, we're, and, and they go, oh, well, you, you tell these it's companies just go to really 
intense ways to manage their reputation. They got online uh, cleanup. I don't even know how to describe it, but they go into your online reputation. They get, I guess, if someone leaves anybody, and it was uh, with uh, what was it? Yellow Book. It was Yelp. And Yelp was the original one. I don't know if people pay attention to Yelp anymore. But you can see when you go into Google or you go into any search you do, someone has a rating system. It could be one through five. You have zero stars. You get a couple people have a bad day and they leave zero stars. If you're someone that only has like six ratings and someone leaves two single stars, that can really do a number on your reputation. I've seen some good local businesses just get horrible, horrible rating. And the locals know they're a good business and they know the people are good. But it just affects it when people need to, uh, especially when you have tourists coming to town. People that aren't aware of your your stellar reputation in, in the community. So that's where it's, it's really important. I mean, I'm able to say these things because I have a limited listening audience. Even though I put on, you know, I put this a request, I want to have 100,000 downloads by New Year's Eve. And it looks to be that I'm about 99,000 oh, or 98,000 234 downloads away. But I'm still going to request it. And I still, my reputation is pretty good on the podcast. My my ratings are pretty high. I think I'm at like a 4.8 out of 5. Only 39 reviews. I, I know I would, that one review, that one zero, would just eat at me. And we always... That. And that's on the flip side. So there's the people that aren't concerned about their reputation. And it's, you know, for certain, depending on what your, your motivations are, I can't, I really find it hard to believe that people don't, don't value being well thought of. How can it? Like, the devil, Satan. I mean, how most people hate Satan. What if he wasn't that horrible person who just got a bad rap? Right? Does he value that? He likes to be hated. Then he goes and tortures and go, well, yeah, I do run the afterlife for eternal damnation, and I'm going to torture you. You're going to be tortured for eternity. If that was such a place, if you believe in those things, your internal reward, eternal damnation, internal torture and stuff like that. Just if there were such things like that and you just, well, if you're, you know, just having the one critic, there's always one critic out there of, of people. They just don't like it. Like there's, I remember when I was going to high school and friends of mine would get together and they were watching, I think it was right when video came out or whatever, 
They wanted the the Beatles. They were watching the Beatles movie about the last time they played together when they played on a rooftop. And for the life of me, I go, what the holy fuck is that about? Or watch some. I mean, it was, they were already, I guess that was eight years. My God. The Beatles were almost, uh, maybe eight, ten years earlier. Was it the early 70s? And I'm not, I'm not that impressed. I don't know where I'm going. What I'm saying is that I was a critic of the Beatles. I'm saying, oh, there's some of the music's a little slow, it's a little cliche, cliche and all that. It's a cliche. I don't get it. I don't get all of it. I had other music I liked. I wasn't into the classics. I, I think my music tastes matured as time went by. I was more poppy when I was young. Poppy, like more current stuff. Hey, that's old. I want some newer stuff. And then as I got older, I liked some of the older stuff and the newer stuff. And I'm critical. I guess I'm critical a lot. But I reserve my critiques for the super, super famous. If someone, a poor musician comes in to the restaurant I work at, and currently the musicians and the entertainment we have are excellent. They're excellent. But we've had some that were horrible, 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 horrible. I mean, I'm sure people think it's too... The, the, maybe the reasons for the slow growth of this podcast is say, Jim, your content is pedantic, slow, and you sound really self-absorbed. Okay, well, it might be the case. But, I mean, I'm I'm used to that. I mean, I can handle that. And luckily, it's not the way I choose to make my living. I like to make my living that way, hence the 100,000 downloads. Who knows what's going to happen in the new year? I think we're going to have a big push. It's going to be really interesting. I think we're going to have an interesting 2022. But I get back to the other musicians that we had. Some of them were horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. The voices, I, I cringe at listening to music. And when asked, I would just say, they play here. They're a band. They play this type of music. How are they? People seem to really like them. You know why? Because they don't need me saying, oh my God, they're horrible. They can't carry a tune. They play one song five times. I mean, they play other songs, but they they have such a limited playlist that you'll just hear this song over and over and over and over again. Years ago, and I don't think the woman's alive and hopefully the son isn't, it was a... I was working in catering and there was a senior citizen party. And we used to do the month of December, we do a hundred, hundred parties between business parties, Christmases, um, Christmas parties for um, civic organizations and senior citizen social groups, weddings, birthday parties, anniversaries, all hodgepodge. But this one band, I only saw them once and it turned out it was a mother and son. And the mother had 
one drum and a cymbal, and the son played the keyboard. And I could tell it was probably the mother's idea to go and play senior citizens group because they were maybe they had a dream and maybe it was such trauma for me listening to it I couldn't believe it I was not and I was using at the time I was drinking you know what I mean I was I was drinking and I think I was probably taking diet pills and shit like that speed and I just thought oh my god they're horrendous it's incredible how bad they were and at the end, he was getting money from the gentleman who was the, whatever, the president of the senior club. And she goes, this isn't the amount of money that was, we agreed upon. And he goes, oh my, and that man said, you should be paying me. And I... In reflection, I really feel bad. I really feel bad. Because there was no way, shape, or form that these people would get another job based on their reputation what they did that day. And there's people I know down here, there's bands, they, they don't play. They haven't played at my place of work while I'm working there now, but they they're okay they're okay and they play around and they have people i guess some people hear different things than other people hear and they say this is excellent they're a great band and they go oh okay okay i myself i'm not a big fan of some of the i don't i i'm not a big fan of wham I do. George Michael had a beautiful voice. I wasn't a big fan of Wham. And it's not, I'm not anti-LGBTQT. I'm not. But that song, Last Christmas, it, if you were in the right state of mind, it sounds like they're singing about a fickle organ recipient. You know, if you were just listening to it, if an alien was listening and said, what's this about their winter solstice? Someone gave them an organ, their heart, and the very next day they gave it away. Meaning, I guess, whoever was the organ recipient, they didn't like the heart, they gave it to someone else. I just didn't like, I just, I don't know. I know I'm not, I'm not easily intrigued by the facile. Like the Hansons, um, Bob. You know, it's not, not that thing. Not that there's some, something that there's some Christmas music I hate hate listening to, and some I kind of enjoy. I really held out this year, though. When you say held out, I didn't play music right away. Christmas music, right? Right. I have yet to see a Christmas movie this season. And it is the 23rd. So if I do watch one, it'll be uh, tomorrow. I haven't, I haven't seen... I saw maybe a little of one of the old Rankin and Bass cartoons and stuff like that. So 
But listen, I can say that stuff about Wham because you know what? They, they've sold hundreds of millions of songs or whatever, downloads, shit like that. There's one band, uh, one singer called Shaken Stevens. He was big in the UK and Europe, but never made it here. And for some reason, his Christmas song just hit recently. And people are listening to it and they go, oh, that song's not half bad. So the guy originally had like 10 million downloads for his other music. And his, let's say mediocre song, but a very good Christmas song, Merry Christmas, everyone, has 230 million listens. And I think most of those listens are from the last three years. What's really nice is the guy... uh, Probably, if he's still, I hope he's still around. He would be in his late 60s, early 70s. Early 70s, probably. Yeah, because he's definitely like 15 years old. He'd be like 73. He has a retirement plan. Even even though downloads on streaming services don't mean a lot. But if you have 220 million on, 230 million downloads there on Spotify, you probably have a similar amount on iTunes. Right? And an appropriate amount on Amazon. So he probably gets, you know, probably gets another, let's say 100000 a year. So the guy's not living in the street. That's nice. If you ever get to see the video, though, it's kind of creepy, though. Merry Christmas, everyone. They got a, a Santa that looks kind of creepy, and they got this person in an elf costume. I don't know. They look like escaped mental patients. Uh, Though the song is pleasant. Merry Christmas, everyone. And I'll leave it at that. I'd like to thank everyone that's listening. I'd like to thank uh, the people that send me messages. Sean, Brian, uh, Debbie. Uh, There's a Dolores. A... Of, I have friends in Detroit. I appreciate that. Philadelphia, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee. Thank you for all the downloads. Uh, thank you, uh, Maxine's son. I don't know. Maxine works at the hospital, and she says you listen to it every the every episode. I like to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, my foreign listeners in uh, India, Taiwan, Germany, France. Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. It would not be... It would be be close. Yeah, it would be close to be morning or 11.30 at night, depending. I think something like that. It would be almost 11 hours, 12 hours ahead. Uh, Hello to my friends in Thailand. Thank you. Thank you uh, for New York, Philadelphia, Miami, all the downloads from Miami. I wonder who that is. The, uh, the rest of Florida. Claremont, Florida. Coral Gables. Uh, thank you, Key Largo. I'll be doing another show tomorrow. I just want to remember to say thank you for that. I do appreciate that. You guys keep me going. And I'm still hoping. Download as many episodes as you can. I know you heard this before. 2022 is going to be a huge year for us. 
I'll just keep on doing the show. Get to 600 episodes, 700 episodes. We'll see what happens. I know, I don't know what commercials you're listening to because I don't line them up, but I, I was listening on Amazon to an episode and I noticed that we're getting a lot of recreational marijuana, or not medicinal marijuana commercials. It's kind of weird. I would, I would definitely incorporate one of those into the show. That would be interesting. Um, so I'd like to thank, and I, and any of my family members that listen to it and Towson, uh, Dover, Delaware, my dad, my sisters, my brother, uh, I said sisters, both sisters. And, uh, uh, I wish you all don't get all stressed out. Try to relax. Think about the most important things about Christmas, not about the things you receive or the things you give, but your relationships around you. And hopefully the people around you will be thinking, you'll be on the same page. But, you know, you only you have to be on the page. And let, that, let the people around you know that what you're thinking might be. Say, listen, I really, I really like to make this... Uh, the best Christmas we have. Why not? Who knows how much time we have? That's depressing, I know. Um, We got a couple of days left to 2021. We're hoping for a better 2022. Well, this is Jim the Keys bartender signing off and uh, take care. And for those of you that uh, think that God bless, hope the universe takes care of you and uh, be open to some happiness. Bye. Come on, play. Wait for that music. Here we go.